What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Right, so we're starting off with the market snapshot. Nifty is at 9914. it attempted that 9800 to 9700 level once again uh and i believe on the weekend episode i'd mentioned that there's a lot a lot of put shorting happening of this expiry at 9800 so uh the bigger players aren't really expecting the market to go below that uh but you know we've of course seen already two retests at that level so it's pretty uh it's pretty wild to see that and uh So today the the market opened uh, above 10000 there was a big uh, sort of hype around it that hey uh, last night dow was at uh, minus 800 or minus 1000 and overnight i think there was a fed announcement so it completely recovered it and uh, closed in the green sgx nifty was above 10000 i think plus 250 220 points so the indian markets also opened Uh, above ten thousand, but then that that soon died down. We saw ten thousand fifty or so high being made, but then unsustainable. So we we saw ten k retest. Ten k level was of course a uh, very difficult to give up for the market, but then when it did, it it just fell down like that. So that's what we saw. And uh, looking at the FIDI data, we can see that once again the FIs were you know responsible for this. just as they were responsible for uh you know monday's negative initial negative move so we're seeing fi selling to the tune of 1478 crores and di is uh buying to the tune of 1161 crores so still healthy buying for the di's i think once again the di's just love buying at lower levels it seems um so that ad ratio stands at 0.82 which is uh, lower than what was the case yesterday but it's still far from the really really bad ad ratios that we've seen in the past uh and by the way this nse data that i'm using here has not been updated on any other platforms that i use so i'm assuming that this is going to be correct and updated uh looking at the at the broad market indices uh, we can see that the small caps have not performed that well today looks like that two sort of reasonable day for small caps ended uh with today and we are seeing a mild negative move from the small caps and uh, the mid caps and large caps are performing okay i think i think it's just something to do with uh with when there's going to be a bigger move after open that is when the small caps sort of lag behind it seems uh because you know for whatever reason whether it's lack of liquidity whether it's some other reason they they just aren't able to recover or go down you know respectively so probably that elasticity is what uh is lower in case of the small caps uh talking about the sectoral indices we are seeing Nif- uh, bank nifty quite strong up 1.93% it is finally above 20k once again it's at 383 points in the green financial services private bank and all of those other you know similar bfsi type indices are doing very well the indices which aren't doing very well our uh, psu bank realty and uh, fmcg so just this morning uh, the trump administration announced that uh, they're going to be pumping in 1 trillion dollars in infra 
So, of course, that affects their realty market. I'm not saying that it, it's going to affect our realty market. I'm just saying that possibly the government might be, uh, you know, reevaluating that option because, you know, uh, the Trump government has done that. So I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be some uh, thought being given to that. And yeah, today VIX was also higher. And by the way, if you're wondering why uh, US's Fed rate cut, I think it was a Fed rate cut, affects our markets. I think it's because people start to expect that, uh, you know, they, people will start investing, you know, foreigners will start investing money in the Indian markets because of that rate cut. I'm assuming that's the reason. Uh, but in today's scenario, you know, given that we are amidst a pandemic, I, I think that a rate cut is not really going to boost our uh, FDI and investment in general by a lot. I'm assuming that there will be some increase, but I don't think it's going to be a lot. So I think today's um, hype rally on the Fed rate cut is not really justified. At the same time, I don't think that the extreme negative move was justified either. Now, of course, with China tensions coming into the picture and that might, you know, possibly impact the economy further, that is a different, you know, topic altogether. That might have an impact, that might not have an impact. I think purely the US uh, fundamentals are something which are just given a lot of weightage in the Indian markets, possibly just because of that sentiment thing and uh, nothing else. There's a massive truck passing by. So I hope that it's it isn't too loud. Uh, I'm I'm recording this on the laptop, so I can't pause the recording and start it again, which is why I end up just talking through all of these things. But anyway, the most active equities idea, it's it's been on the active equities list consistently because of the high volume. So if we filter, you know, the stocks by value, then we get stocks like Reliance, we get stocks like uh, Access Bank, and those you know very common stocks. We're also seeing Tata Motors on this list. Uh, Tata Motors, of course, after yesterday's earnings uh, release, they are down by 5.87% below 100 mark. Uh, but I think, you know, at this level, regardless of the performance, I, I highly doubt that Tamo is ever going to go belly up. So I am personally, you know, biased uh, for Tata Motors in the sense that I'm personally, you know, rooting for it. I'm personally hoping that it goes up and continues rising. So my views are going to be a slightly biased on that, but I feel that it's at a good level. And even if it falls further, you know, I, I feel it's a good stock to continue to hold because I know just how much potential they have. And uh, I think the current leadership is uh, slightly more forward looking as well. So that might help. Anyway, moving to the 52 week highs and the lows, uh, we're seeing some very common stocks and common names here on this list. Reliance, of course, made the new high. I think this was right around the open on the very first candle, 1648. Ruchi Soya has also broken that thousand barrier. So we're seeing all in all, Jubilant is also here. We're seeing all in all a very good mix of stocks. MBAPL, Madhya Bharat Agro Products Limited, which, was, which had made its 52-week low yesterday, is on the list today as well. Uh, quite a few bulk deals happening today, and you can check out the entire list on uh, on on NSC's website. But I'll give you the gist. We are seeing. Uh, oh, never mind. This is 15 June, not not 16 June. I'm glad I realized the date uh, early on because one of the episodes that had happened is that I narrated all of these lengthy, boring list, and then it just ended up being uh, outdated data. So I'm glad that I realized sooner rather than later. 
in terms of crude prices, we're looking at WTI crude is at $37.76 per barrel, up point, uh, up 1.72%. Brent is at $40.54 per barrel, up 2%. Uh, USDINR 76.06 looks like it is packed within yesterday's range. On the face of it, I'm just loading the intraday chart uh, to see what it says. And should be here any minute. And yes, so it did partially fill in the gap that was created yesterday. Uh, but then it just zoomed ahead. And uh, then it sort of, you know, got stuck at around 76.2 or so. And that is what we were, uh, that's what we're seeing right now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there are quite a few fundamental events and news-based events which might, you know, dictate where USDINR ends up moving. So let's see what happens. Uh, global markets right now, uh, we are seeing European markets fairly strong, up around 3% or more. NASDAQ, it closed uh, last night up 1.43%. SGX Nifty is still on 9930, but the rest of the Asian markets have obviously closed quite a while back. But Kospi is very strong, plus 5.28%. Uh, I think it was quite negative yesterday, so that's possibly just a counter reaction to that. Uh, and Nikkei is obviously, uh, is not obviously, is also up 4.88%, quite a lot. Jakarta Composite also up quite a lot. All of these are, except for, I think, Nikkei, all of these are slightly lower um have a slightly lower impact on the indian markets but uh, it's still pretty cool to see that the asian markets did close on a very strong note now let's move to the indices right so nifty is at 9914 up 100 points and uh i'm gonna jump straight into how you could have traded today so we can see that the very first candle below r2 and the consecutive candles are also retesting the R2 but are failing. So that would have been your first indication that higher levels, 10K plus levels are failing. Once 10K was breached, uh, you would have got that sort of extra additional confirmation that you would have wanted that it's a short. And from there, you could have held it. It breached its uh, moving average support. And then it just it just tumbled down. And... Uh, around the r1 level which is the next support for uh, for nifty it consolidated briefly but then the moving average resistance was far too intense for it to sustain uh, you know above it so it went down again breached its pivot point with ease and uh, then we saw an s1 s1 retest so all things considered a very realistic approach would have probably uh, if i can just find it the stop loss might have been hit one time you might have or you might have had to ha have a slightly wider stop loss i'll just help you with that as well so if you had like a 40 point stop loss uh, a 30 to a 40 point stop loss on a nifty future you could have captured the entire most of the move otherwise you might have been stopped out once and then you would have had to re-enter so if you had a wide stop loss then you could have captured from 9980 uh, to approximately 9776 or so, so around 200 points on that. But if you had a very narrow stop loss, which is something that I personally do, uh, then you would have possibly got around uh, 20 to 30 points less. So still a very good deal. And uh, this is just considering one movement. You could have obviously double exited and then you could have exited your shorts, converted them to longs, and then you could have captured... Uh, 
how many points is it you could have captured another 100 or so points uh the 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 range today was just so big that you could have captured like 250 or so points uh i wouldn't call it easily but you could have captured them in theory and partially in practice also but that's again completely because the range of the day was just so high uh, on a normal day, I'm, I'm not really expecting such crazy movements to happen with volatility, with VIX being this high. By the way, VIX, it is at a consolidation zone. So we, I am personally expecting it to go higher and higher uh, until it, of course, hits its resistance. But, uh, you know, based on that, based on VIX, base, uh, of course, because VIX increases the ATRs, which increases the range. And uh, as a result, you could have captured quite a big move today, not just in Nifty, also in other, you know, equity stocks. So that's a good thing. And uh, talking about the daily chart, now we are seeing, uh, you know, gap filling, of course, happening today from uh, the gap up that it had created. Interestingly, the PSR has gone above the price, as I said yesterday, and it is still above the price. So despite the, uh, the price is going, you know, above day before yesterday's level, we are still, you know, on at least one or, or rather at least two indicators, we are still bearish. The first one being PSR, the second one being the fact that it has rejected 13 MA plus levels. So that's going to be my take on uh, Nifty Daily and Nifty Intraday. Bank Nifty Intraday, I'm just looking at it and uh, it appears to be very similar to uh, Nifty just that I, I, I would have possibly taken a long trade on Bank Nifty um you know around at around 10:45 or so i wouldn't have gone short bank nifty immediately because it wasn't really showing uh that strong bearishness and of course that is how it ended up happening you know we're seeing nifty plus uh, 100 we're seeing bank nifty plus 383 typically the ratio that we see here is uh, i mean in ideal terms the ratio should be just one is to two because um you know we're seeing 10,000 for Nifty, 20,000 for Bank Nifty, so double. Uh, but even if we consider the previous valid ratio of, you know, uh, one part Nifty is to three part Bank Nifty, even then Bank Nifty's gains are far too high. So Bank Nifty did seem inherently more bullish. Uh, however, that has not really helped it uh, breach its moving average resistance because we are still seeing that 13 MA line being, uh, being a very tough resistance for it so let's see how things go and yeah let's move to my trades now all right no prizes for guessing what my preferred stock for the day was and if if you're if you don't know what it was then please listen to all of the episodes man why are you not listening to me it hurts but anyway uh the reason why i said that is because reliance is pretty much the only stock that i've been trading since the past exact one week and the reason for this is because I feel the range is good. I feel, you know, the movements are fairly decent for the most part. There are times where uh, we see some really choppy moves and we see some really rough days in general. But then I feel that it is a reasonable enough equity stock to trade. If you have uh, a good sort of, you know, I wouldn't call it risk-free, but if you have a good controlled risk kind of setup. So intraday moves of Reliance. Very simple, uh, I feel, because R1 resistance was very apparent, which is where I shorted. It went below VWAP. It never really came above its VWAP. You know, sustained close above the VWAP was never the case. 
So you could have possibly shorted it right around there, which is where I had shorted it personally, just before the view app. And then I trailed it. Uh, it was showing initial positive signs, both signs of bullishness. But then overall, I just felt that uh, that bearish side was not really completely suppressed. So I was still holding on to my positions, partial exits uh, were there. Again, just like yesterday, 50% of my position was, you know, partial exited. And when it actually went up from after the partial exit, I added to my position. So I took that 50% back and then I exited another 50% again. So it was a pretty good thing. I mean, I think effectively that would have made it like 1.5 uh, times of what my usual volumes are. Uh, but that's good, you know, again, well calculated risks and such. And that is what helped me stay profitable today as well. It was a good ROI, I, I would say. Uh, not exceptional, not too bad, like not too less. Just somewhere which is, you know, just just fine for me. So that was my uh, trade for Reliance. Again, I exited right around the support. I, I did not exit at the low because I feel that it's sort of counterintuitive to exit at a low, even though in, in sort of theoretical sense and in on paper, it does make a lot of sense that, hey, the price is very low. Let's exit your short. But I feel that you have to have a reason to exit, as I said yesterday. And if you don't have that strong reason to exit, you really are, uh, you really are just giving up a potential move. So, yeah, I mean, I, I waited for the prices to rise. I waited for support to, you know, show. And then I exited the position. Prices did go down from there. But then they were still able to recover from there once again. And uh, the market ended up closing well above my uh, exit price. That's good. Uh, pretty decent trade today for Reliance. My lesson for the day is a bit tricky because I've just been using whatever I have uh, sort of learned and pieced together over the past week or two, mainly related to Reliance, all of which I've already shared. So, um, you know, quite honestly, it's a bit weird to really uh, ask, uh, like, like really get to a lesson but one thing which really uh, sort of helped me stay in my position for longer was that i was also looking at the broad market moves i was i was not just looking at reliance which seems kind of counterintuitive because when i was trading nifty i said that hey look at underlines but now that i'm trading reliance i'm also saying look at nifty because uh, sometimes what may happen is that these stocks might take some cues from the broad market index and uh, when nifty was right around 10k's where Reliance was the most volatile and choppy because Reliance was not sure if it wants to breach around 1600 or so. But then once that uh, 10k breach for Nifty happened, Reliance also, you know, went down very easily. And that's what we saw. So yeah, I mean, it's not exactly a lesson. It's more of a tip, especially if you're trading in these stocks, actively trading. If you haven't started trading yet, then honestly, the only lesson that you need is to start. There, There's going to be zero perfect time is going to be no perfect entry for you. No perfect exit. You just have to start that. I mean, that's that's like that's the long and short of it. There, there's like literally no other, uh, no other, like lesson that I can give you but to start. It will be risky, no doubt about that. You you will have gaining days. You will have losing days. But then you just have to start. You have to bite the bullet. You can't paper trade all day. If you're if you you haven't paper traded, then do that first. But then once you have got that confidence then i think it's just time to start so yeah hopefully i've covered something for everyone hopefully this episode has not been a complete boring sleep trap 
But yeah, uh, hope you found this helpful and informative. Happy trading tomorrow. See you in the next one. That's it from my side. Thank you.